This episode is brought to you by Spaces Digital Portfolio. For the month of May, Spaces will be giving out 21 prizes for 21 days to people who vote on Twitter for their favorite teachers and their classroom ideas featured on Season 2 of Competencies Without a Classroom. And guess what? I'm on one of the episodes. The host of the teacher hotline, Ronald Hay. So go to www.futurereadyclassroom.com for all prizes and rules and make sure to check out the podcast and vote on Twitter today. Uh, is this the teacher hotline? teachers welcome back to the teacher hotline where we try to answer some of the most pressing questions for teachers in and outside of the classroom on today's episode our question comes from aditya from the durham district school board aditya what's your question hey ron so a major complaint from my high school students is that they think what we learn in school isn't really applicable to the real world and to be honest i sometimes agree with them obviously i can't tell that to the kids but this actually got me thinking, are we actually prepping students for life after high school? Like, are we doing enough or should we be rethinking how we deliver uh, education? Um, thought this would uh, be an interesting topic to talk about and um, loving your podcast, man. Thanks. Wow. Aditya, that is a doozy of a question. But we're going to try our best to answer that today. So I brought on Benji Copeland a former student of mine and recent graduate of Appleby College in 2019. Benji is the owner and founder of Copeland Consulting. Benji's company also specializes in behavioral-based marketing strategies online. And Benji also recently launched his own podcast in mid-2020 called The Power of Three that focuses on empowering business owners self-sufficiently online. Benji, it's been a long time, my man. Welcome to the pod. Man, Mr. Hay, um... It's 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 a pleasure, man. I'm I'm really excited to to be here, and um, excited for you and your podcast, and just the next couple of years. Just just, I mean, we were talking about it before, you know, and I'm sure everyone's talking about it well. But the past couple of years, the pandemic, it's just been insane. Well, I'm curious to hear what you've been up to over the last couple of years, uh, because today we got a, a pretty of a, a doozy of a question. And I think that you're kind of the perfect person to to pick your brain about this, you know, because you're a student that you just recently graduated out of high school. And, you know, I, I hear this so often from so many students that they feel like they're not being equipped with the the proper skills and knowledge to tackle the real world. And I brought you in today because you kind of went down the more untraditional route, right? Like you received a private school education. You got accepted to a lot of universities, but decided to opt out of post-secondary education and instead start your own business. So I kind of want to just get straight to the point here. Did you feel like high school prepared you to tackle the world after graduation? This is this is a really great question. And in a weird way, like it's a bit of both, right? And the reason that I didn't go to university was just plain and simple. I just personally felt as if it wasn't the right decision for me. And you know, there. I mean, you look at how many people go to university and how many people are successful. 
and clearly it's the right decision for some people. Um, you're right though, you know, the college, the school, the high school education, we kind of rinse and repeat year after year. And I mean, moving from Australia to Canada was probably one of the biggest jumps or leaps or whatever it was in my, in my life and in my high school and in my whole education. Um, and going to a boarding school, going to Appleby College was kind of like, it was like almost an experience in between college and university, in between high school and university. And it was also also contributed to the reason that I decided to not go to university. Um, you know, I'd been living at, I'd been boarding at Appleby for two years and I felt as if it was almost like a full university experience. Like, you know, you look at colleges and you can go there for two years and in a funny way, I feel as if that's what Appleby was for me. Um, and on top of that, it really just opened my eyes um, to, I guess, just what I really wanted to do in my life, you know, because there were so many people at Appleby. There was, there still are, you know, there's 60, 70 countries, people from all over the world. And it can be really overwhelming. You can kind of lose yourself. And I feel as if I lost myself there and then, I found myself Um, and in 2018, so I moved to Canada in 2017 and then in 2018 uh, before senior year, I went back to Australia and while I was there, my granddad passed away and then I came back to North America and I went to California and this quote hit me. uh, When I was at the funeral, this quote hit me first. Well, it was like, you haven't experienced life until you've been to a funeral and then I came back to California and again, this quote hit me, it was about the, the California economy. And it was like, you know, if California was its own economy, it'd be the fifth largest in the world. And I just started noticing people working on their laptops and phones and everywhere remotely, you know, and they were so far ahead. I was riding electric scooters and I was just so fascinated. I was like, what, like, what is this? You know, because we've been learning about this in school. I've been learning, you know, I went on an exchange to France and I was learning French for three years and I was like, I'm going to pick it up so easy to get there. I didn't even know how to like understand them for two months. I was like, it was just a really interesting thing that my, um, it was almost like I'd been told one perspective. And then when I experienced it, it was kind of like something completely different. And I was just like, mm, I don't even know. And And at the same time, when I got into university, a lot of people were telling me that it may not be the best experience for me. And I was listening to that. Um, the final nail in the coffin though was, so after, uh, 2018, I started to get into like online business and e-commerce and started doing drop shipping and running Facebook ads. And then in 2019, after I graduated, I was in Europe, um, backpacking with like my best mate from Australia. And I just started noticing people everywhere using social media every single day, Google maps, and I was just like, man, I can't, I can't do this. You know, I'd, I've noticed that there's this new trend of technology and the internet and like I've grown up with this, you know, there's no course at university that teaches this. There's no professor at university that's made multi-million dollars online doing this. If they were, they wouldn't be teaching that. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I got to go out and find someone that's doing this and I got to, you know, get practical hands-on work. Um, so then I started to, you know, buy more courses and get into masterminds and, 
yeah, I guess here we are now. <laughs> and, you know, I think you sort of already touched on this because my next question was going to be, what was your inspiration behind starting a business? And it really sounds like it wasn't really one thing. It sounded like it was kind of a culmination of experiences after grad that led you to this aha moment that thought, opening my own business is what feels right for me. Yeah. Am I hearing that right? Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely like um, kind of the tipping point, I guess, um, that summer. Moving from Australia, though, was probably the first thing because I couldn't work. So straight away, I was kind of like, I mean, I've been investing in stocks since I was 10 years old. So straight away, I was kind of drawn to how am I going to make money that, it's like, fuck, I don't know. Worry about yourself. I'm worrying about my my job. And for a little bit, I didn't worry about it because I was in boarding school. I couldn't even really work. But then it kind of really bothered me. I was like, man, I need it. Because I was doing basketball refereeing. So I, I could literally just go and work whenever I wanted to. And here it was just kind of like I was getting frustrated. So then I started, like after that summer, I was in California. I was like, I just got to try and make money online. And I've been seeing so many people doing it. And it was just, you know, just fascinated me. And then I went down that rabbit hole. And then that was the reason I didn't go to university because I wasn't going to learn it at university. And, that you know, all the marketing methods are outdated. So I would say if you want to do, if you want to be an entrepreneur, um, you want to own multiple businesses, I guess, you've just got to go out there and learn from someone. If you want to be a vet or a doctor or a teacher, you know, pretty much 99 times out of 100, you're going to have to go to university to learn those skills and what it actually is. But in the business world, it's kind of just like the jungle. So there's not really any, yeah, there's not really any rules or one way of doing something. You bring up a very good point, right? Like a lot of those other professions, like being a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, there's a prerequisite to, to getting an education. It starts at high school. Right. You got to take your basic science courses. You got to go to university to get a degree and go down post-secondary education. But business is such a, an interesting route to take because you're right. There, there is no prerequisite. Right? You, you could take these courses, but there's no one that's out there saying you, you have to go take accounting. You have to take marketing to be able to do these things, which is an interesting, I guess, segue into our our really our, our big question is, you know, did you feel prepped when starting your own business? Because at Applebee, we actually don't have too many business courses being offered relative to other schools, right? Right. We got accounting, we got uh, a comp tech course, yeah. we got business leadership, we got econ, um, international business. But there are so many courses out there that we we don't offer. So did you feel like when you're starting your business that you felt like you had enough skills to be able to get your business off the ground. Yes and no. And I feel as if, I mean, Mr. Hay, this is props to you, this is credits to you. Taking your accounting class for two years taught me so much about financing. And people say that when you get into business, that's the most important thing you have to be able to manage and just know off the top of your head. If you don't know, you gotta, you got to have someone that does and that's your finances. And I mean, you got to know where your money is. And even just those three, three statements, financial statements, you know, the income statement, change in equity and balance sheet, it's just like even that, even just understanding that, if you can't understand that, I feel as if you can never get into, into business. I think Warren Buffett said it, you know, 
numbers is the language of business is the language money is the language of business if you don't understand money you don't understand numbers how do you expect to be successful in business and i think that was the biggest thing for me i've always been someone that's obsessed with numbers and i love maths and i feel like i gotta play this episode to my my grade 11 accounting students <laughs> <laughs> i think that'd be cool i think that'd be cool um so was there i guess anything then that you feel like you wish you learned that perhaps maybe there was a course out there or a skill that isn't predominantly taught at the high school level that would have better prepared you for for your life after graduation. Again, this is this is really funny because I was this whole situation of moving from Australia was a, like really hard and a blessing in disguise as well. And I mean, everything I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, but I took a course at. Uh, my high school in Australia, the start of grade 11 there. And that was like business development or business communication. And I feel as if, uh, if I didn't take that, I wouldn't have really got a good grasp of understanding of business because yes, you have the whole numbers aspect, but at the end of the day, business is all about communication. And if you don't know how to talk to people, you don't know how to talk to your clients, you don't know how to talk to your customers, people online, you don't know how to get a message out. Again, you may as well as not be in business. No amount of marketing can fix a broken message. And if you can't translate those messages to whoever it is, your team, I don't know, maybe it's a VA or it's someone, if you don't know how to transfer that message, then it's really hard to scale and grow a business. You know, So communication with yourself, first of all, knowing what you're going to do today, knowing what you're going to do next week, right? knowing how this podcast episode, whatever it is, right? One of the best quotes I've ever heard in my life is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So that mixed with communication, just that's, that's for me anyway, is really what has enabled me to make money. Yes. But just keep growing and keep feeling like, I guess, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That makes sense. The big question then is how and where and when do we teach that to students? It's a great question. I think we have to teach it in just throughout our whole lives. I think it needs to start with our parents and then it needs to go to primary school and then it needs to go um, into high school, whether or not it's like a, a class we take. Um, but communication, that's, you know, like English, I guess. I guess we do do it in English. Um, so yeah, I think it has to be very early in life. I think kids and our brains from a very young age are so creative. And if we can tap into that again, kind of going back to like my, like me as a younger person with the, when I was investing, um, in stocks, that was like my whole childhood. I was obsessed with that. And then as I got older, I kind of draw like, or drew away from that. And then as I got to Canada and kind of, I guess, lost myself and then I found myself again. I was just like, yeah. I heard this really great quote that summed it up perfectly. It was like, um, we all know what we want to do when we're younger and then we lose it and some of us find it again. I can't remember exactly how it went, but I feel as if that's just a really great way of putting it. Everyone, Everyone knows how and what we need to do. It's just a matter of, I guess, awareness and willpower to get there. You know, it's so funny that you say that because I, I feel like I really resonate with that statement. 
when I was in high school, I was a big drama geek, which I don't know if that would surprise you, knowing that I do stand-up comedy and now this podcast. Like I, I love drama. And I've said this multiple times on the podcast and on Instagram that my my favorite high school teacher was my drama teacher. Mm-hmm. And for several years, I didn't really tap into that passion. I, you know, I went down the business route and you know, I was trying to go into corporate and went to business school. And then it wasn't until years later that I've rediscovered that passion of, of theater and performance where mm. I mm. ultimately started stand-up comedy and now recently with this podcast. But to your point, it took me so long to rediscover what I truly wanted to do yeah. when I was 16, 17 years old, right? And I'm yeah. doing it now at 32, 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, just bring it back to that communication, I think... I mean, someone told me that you need the only book you ever need to read in your life is Think and Grow Rich. And I read that book. And I fully, fully understand why. If anyone out there listening hasn't read that book, go and read that book and just keep it next to you. And that's that's the secret to life. That's the secret to happiness, in my opinion. Oh, this is getting very philosophical, Benji. I love <laughs> have it. Have you read the book? Have you read I, the book? I've, no, I haven't. Oh, I'm not going to lie. You, I have you not. you got to get to it, Mr. Hay. Yeah, okay. I mm-hmm. will uh, make mm-hmm. sure I get... Napoleon, I got Hill, Napoleon Hill and Nikola Tesla, those two people have changed everything. Well, I got lots of time on my hands right now with this <laughs> lockdown, so... <laughs> yeah. um, I do want to circle back to the, the whole concept of what students want to learn because we... I personally hear that a lot in the classroom. Right, I'll have a lot of my grade 11, 12 students say to me, sir, I feel like we're wasting our time. We're, we're not learning anything. Like, why am I learning how to do this derivative? Why am I learning how to do this, this, and that? Um, so my question then becomes, what do you want to learn? I think the biggest issue, and yeah, this is a great question, and math's a perfect example. I think the biggest issue with schooling is just there's too much theory. And I think if you want kids to be interested in school, you have to make it practical. You have to make it fun for them. And there are so many ways you can do that. But I know for me, when I would go into math class and just sit down there for 60 minutes, watching the teacher taking notes off the board and then asking questions like, what are we going to use this? And she's like, oh, we're going to use this in um, when you're finding the arc of a balloon when you're kicking a ball. I'm like, <laughs> what the f-? Like, no, no one's going to use that. Like, and then, she, and then you know, they'll go on and say like, oh, well, you chose to be in this class. I'm just like, that's, that's not my question. My question is like, why, you know, why are we doing this? And I think the answer just comes back to there's too much theory. And I think when, like if I was, you know, if we were to go outside as a math class and kick the ball and measure it, and see all this and see how high it went. I don't know how you do that. But, you know, you get my point. I just feel as if, if that was to be way more practical, it's way more rememberable. And everything's about the experience, right? And this is this is safe for business, it's safe for life. Everything's about experiences. And if you can make an experience memorable, then that person's going to remember that. It's going to have an impact on them. And who knows, you may even get them to become an astronaut because, I don't know, they kicked the ball and something happened when they're outside, they don't, they'll never forget. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I think the problem with school is too much theory. And if you make it practical for anyone, they're going to love it. They're going to enjoy it. And that's what makes them interested in it. You have to make people want to learn. You can't just force learning upon them. You know, it's funny you, you use that example of, of kicking the ball. I remember when I was in grade 11 math, we were learning trigonometry, I, I think. And 
we had an assignment where our teachers made us build a bottled rocket ship and we had to send it into as far as we could into the air and then we had to measure where it would land and then I guess figure out the dis I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I was doing back then. But anyways, I your, to your point, like I don't remember the content, but I remember the experience and I remember working with my teammates and going to their house and building the rocket and and measuring. But I, I don't remember the actual content, but I remember that that experience, right? To your point. That's what you walk away with. A hundred percent. I'm sure if you wanted to go back and learn that, you know, you just look up trigonometry and you know, after a couple of hours, you'd get the you'd get the same information that you were learning back then, but you can never get that experience. So I think if you, the second you make something like not fun or it's just it it draws people's interest away and they don't want to do it anymore. Do you think at the high school level we should just blow things up and instead of having mandatory courses like English, math, or even like the early years like history and geography? Should we just let students just pick whatever courses they want right from the start? Right from grade nine, you come in, no no mandatory courses, you pick whatever you want. Do you, do you think that would be good for students or do you think that would perhaps set up failures for down the road for, let's say, students that want to go into med school that might not realize that yet, that they have to take math or sciences? It's mm, a good point. I think, I mean... I don't know. I think math and English, I think that should always just be compulsory. And again, you've got to make it fun. I think, I don't think the issue is with classes. I don't think the issue is with making things compulsory or not. I think it's just about the learning experience. And I know that was for me, like, I used to love going to school. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's, you know, you did too. And so many, everyone out there listening used to love school, but it just gets redundant, right? So if you, if you can keep it interesting, then yeah, so I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I feel as if that 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 may do both. It may hurt and it may help the whole situation. Um, but yeah, I think you just have to keep it fun, keep it interesting, and I don't know. Even if it's just like something every week when you come into school, um, even if it's like uh, I know at my school in Australia we had like a a two week timetable, so instead of following the same timetable every week it would be like one week on one week off type thing even something like that and then changing the classes around maybe making some classes optional i'm not sure but like i feel as if again the whole thing just comes down to the learning experience and if you can make the learning experience enjoyable people people don't really care what classes they're in i'm interested to hear a little bit about the australian education system would you say there are any noticeable differences between the Canadian and Australian education system, whether it's delivery of content, expectations, or even, heck, just even how the school year is structured? Even just being late, like counting canning the number of times you've been late to a period, all these things, like I didn't never heard of that in Australia. And then I came to Canada, it's like counting everything. No, nothing. And like I would be getting late walking into class 10 seconds late while the bell is still ringing. I'm like, are you serious? You haven't even started the class yet. And I'm just like, whatever. Really? Um, they didn't track late? So yeah, I'd never heard of that. Never heard of like... Interesting. So were, were students ever late in Australia? Did people take advantage of that system? No, I don't think people ever took advantage of it at all. I think, in fact, I think it worked the opposite. I think it felt as if people had more freedom. 
and they weren't rushing to classes and it was just like if you were late if you had a valid reason whatever it was but you know as long as it wasn't just like consistently happening happening then it was just it's just like you know treated like adults fascinating very fascinating um we are running out of time, but I do want to touch on one more thing before we, we end the episode is you did talk about your boarding experience. And I think yeah. that is very fascinating in terms of mm-hmm. prepping students for life after after school. And I understand that not everyone can board, right? Boarding requires money, it requires the infrastructure of the school to be able to make that happen. But because you did live on your own for a couple of years uh, at Appleby on your own, what did you learn from being away from your parents and living on your own while you were a teenager? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, I think the biggest thing was just being independent and being self-sufficient. And again, this was one of the things that really hit me when I was in Europe. Like cooking for yourself and planning your food and like even, I mean, it's not so much of a big deal at Apple because you have a kitchen that cooks for you every day but that in itself is a job man like you know going grocery shopping and doing this and that and cooking and cleaning it's like that takes up hours a day you know so if you're not on top of that it's kind of hard so that was the biggest thing uh and then i guess my laundry as well so i guess just being able to get my shit done just being able to focus on one of my mentors calls it the peas and carrots you know you got to have your peas and carrots before you have to have your dessert I'm so proud of this path that you've decided to take because there's so much pressure to go down the traditional route from parents, from your peers, and just what generally is what society tells you you should be doing at your age. It's so great to see you doing what you're doing right now. And I just want to say thank you so much for for coming on the show, Benji. It's been an absolute pleasure. Mister, I appreciate a lot. I appreciate. Yeah, um, I can't wait to just catch up in person and just, you know, talk about some things. But yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on and thanks for everyone out there listening no problem well thank you to all our fans around the world listening to this podcast today if you guys are interested in listening to more episodes feel free to go on apple spotify and all other streaming services to follow and subscribe and of course don't forget to follow and subscribe on our instagram and our facebook page as well see you guys next time